Hello, greetings and welcome to the broadcast. I'm here today with my sister in Christ, Tina Gallo. She is an amazing woman of God. I love her heart. We became friends over social media through a mutual friend, Candace, and I just absolutely love everything about this woman. Now, I'm going to have her bio listed in the chat stream, and if you're listening to this on the podcast and audio, make sure you check the show notes to read more about her. Some of you may know her from her act, acting career. She has been an, an actress for many years, took a little bit of a sabbatical, uh, raising a family, but she entered back into the industry, not only doing a lot of voiceover work and uh, an accomplished author and speaker, but she also has an amazing school located in Nashville, Tennessee, for those of you that are desiring to go into acting. And uh, she's a great instructor, great sister in Christ. So Tina, welcome to the broadcast. Wow, thank you, Maggie. I'm so glad we were able to do this today and come together. Thanks for having me. I love this. I look at these broadcasts like having coffee with my sisters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And sometimes brothers. Sometimes there's men on the show, but usually it's women. Yeah. Uh, and I think that a lot of my viewers are probably women. And guys, if you're watching this, you can glean from this as well, especially if you're wondering about what it looks like to be in the entertainment industry. So I know that you spent time in the entertainment industry. You trained in New York. You lived in Los Angeles. But I know that the Lord really got a hold of your heart during that time. Can you share with the audience a little bit about your testimony? Oh, goodness. Yes. I actually wrote an article um, in a magazine that I'm a contributing writer to called uh, Voice of Truth. And the topic uh, that the Lord gave me was called Lost and Found in Tinseltown. And that's exactly what happened, Maggie. Um, you know, it's, my acting career started with a dream as a, as a young girl. I used to watch all the classics, um, just loved it, wanted to walk in those shoes one day. Um, and, and some of them, the, the older black and whites, you know, Doris Day and uh, Judy Garland. And I just always was fascinated. So I always knew that this was going to be something um, that I would hope that I would achieve in my life. Um, fast forward, I wind it up and I won't go through the whole story of that right now, just for time's sake. But one day I was working in Fort Lauderdale at um, a theater called the Sunrise Musical Theater and Mr. Sinatra was performing and I was a cocktail waitress at the time and I was waiting on a table of probably I'd say about 15 people, brand new uh, waitress there and um, it was a wonderful evening and for a young girl at the time this table left me an unbelievable tip, but the same people showed up the next night and the manager had said this table requested me. And I thought, who, who shows up for the same show, the exact same people for a second night? And so I really didn't know who they were. And I found out halfway in that this was the Sinatra entourage. So now I started getting a little bit nervous, you know, because, of course, I had stardom in my eyes always. And so I was fascinated with all of this. Um, but long story short, third night, Bobby Marks, which was Mr. Sinatra's uh, stepson, he was married to Barbara Marks. And um, they came and approached me and said they really loved my service. And they wanted to know if I would go on the road with them and sell his merchandise. Well, that was a no-brainer. Of course, then at that time, I thought it's just who you know, and I'm going to walk in and I'll get the Oscar. <laughs> yeah. 
had no idea about training or anything like that. So I, I did that for two and a half years, and it was a wonderful experience that I treasure very dearly in my heart. Mr. Sinatra was wonderful. Uh, but one day I realized I really wasn't getting anywhere with my own career. And so Julie Rizzo, Mr. Sinatra's best friend, uh, we were talking one day and I said, what do I need to do? How do I do this? And it does help to have connections and, and know certain people. But he said to me, who you know is one thing, but you need to find out if you have any talent, kid. And that is what will sustain you. And so I said, well, how do I do that? I was so naive at the time. I didn't even know they had acting schools specifically for acting. Uh, so I winded up doing my research between, you know, realizing it was L.A. or New York. I really wanted to hone in on my craft. So I went to New York. Um, and then I started out finding out along the way that I was actually learning from the master's in the industry. So I started out at HB Studio, which was with Uta Hagen, which led me over to Lee Strasberg, over to Stella Adler. And I never studied personally with Sandy, but I went to Sandy's school. So it was a great experience, 10 years of that, pounding the pavement, um, started out doing some commercial work. You have to work your way up, you know, under five work on soap operas. I probably was on every soap opera in New York at the time, <laughs> doing under five work, either five lines or, or 25 words or five lines, and just um, honing in on my craft. And so eventually I knew I had enough under my belt and I signed on with a really great agency, um, got my SAG card. So I was actually moving forward in my career. General Hospital was the number one soap opera at the time. I'm going back to the 1980s here. So giving away my age a little bit. Um, but uh, I really wanted to be on that show for whatever reason. It was the number one soap at the time. I love the acting on it. Um, very connected with some of the characters. So I made my way out to LA and I actually set up the interview myself. And um, because Hollywood's a very small town and I found out that Marvin Page would answer the telephone every Monday evening at six o'clock PM. And I took a chance and I was ready for it because things were different in New York than LA, even the way we did headshots in, in New York, it was, you know, from here up, just a typical headshot. When I went out to LA, it was three quarter inch. So there was just different things. And I was kind of ready for it. And um, he said, you know, I like your voice. So can you come in on Wednesday? Um, because I knew what he was going to say. And he did just send me your headshot and resume. And in, in, in the day, we didn't have social media or email. So it was mailing it probably would have wind up somewhere, <laughs> if not in a trash can. So that opened the door for me. Um, they gave me a one-day shoot, and then Gloria Monti, who was the uh, producer at the time, signed me on for two years. Right. And so that's how it all began. And you were Dee Dee, right? Yes, I mostly work with um, John Stamos. He played Blackie. Most of my scenes were with Johnny. But uh, yes, my character was Dee Dee. My husband, uh, I, and I'll, I'll just confess, okay, I think that the soap operas that you're exposed to are the ones that generationally you grow up with. And my mom was a CBS, so I never really seen much Maybe. of General Hospital. Yeah. However, my husband <laughs> watched General Hospital. We were talking about this recently. So I love how the Lord just moved you right in there and gave you the desires of your heart. Uh, to be on a show that you sought out as the top one during that time. Yeah, let me let me clarify though. I I am a Christian, 
Yes. And I live my life for the Lord. Um, I'm so grateful and thankful for him. But at the time, I was not. So I was very self-centered. I was a starlet. I was extremely shallow. Um, you know, one of the things I was asked, I actually did an interview the other day. And one of the questions that I was asked is, you know, um, did, when I when I got on the show or I made my way to Hollywood, was it everything that I hoped and thought it would be? Mm-hmm. And in some aspects, absolutely. I mean, I felt like working on that soap, it was like getting paid for additional training. It was great training. So that was such a blessing. I loved working with three cameras. I, I you know, lights were pretty bright in your face on a soap, but it was very fast paced um, because, to, you know, your time is money. I mean, these it's very expensive um, to do a series and do a show. So it was really very good training at the same time. I, I, I always look at it that way. However, there were things going on um, that I started seeing. Um, I started learning more about myself, uh, which were, you know, one thing about Hollywood in the 1980s, there was a lot of cocaine. Um, on set, off a set, it was just the thing in California and probably everywhere at the time. Yeah, everywhere. I agree. Yeah, that was the thing for me. Yeah. It was everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was one of those things that you're always wanting to be underweight. And so I was always into health and nutrition, always taking care of myself, but I was exposed to it. I dabbled with it, uh, like I said, on and off, because you're always wanting to be 10 pounds under. And then I started seeing the superficialness of the industry, um, getting very caught up in comparing, um, comparing myself with the next person. And, and, you know, in the training that I came from, we were taught not to do that. Um, you know, a matter of fact, when you go in all auditions, them were live. They're not like we didn't do self tapes in the day, but, you know, we were trained, just go find a stairwell. Don't look at anyone else. Focus on character, you know, all these things. And all of a sudden, because I was on the show and it is a small town, once you get invited to do a guest appearance on another show, you know, it starts, you start doing the whole gamut of different shows. So I was on Love Boat and, you know, all these different shows as guest appearances. But um, I started really getting into the party scene and I wasn't happy with that. Um, I started seeing that friendships weren't as valued as much. And I'm not not to say everything was so bad, but it's a very shallow industry. And I was a young girl at the time and pretty much everybody was trying to find their own place and and they're, you know, they wanted to achieve. And so it was very competitive. And I started getting this mindset uh, and I wasn't happy with it. And what I realized at the time, I was making quite a bit of money for a young girl, especially in the 1980s. I'm now living on the beach in Marina Del Rey in a beautiful little cottage right on the water, have a really nice car convertible um, on this number one show. But I was crumbling, Maggie. I was really crumbling inside. There was a void. And I really could not understand what that was. And so what I started realizing as the Lord was pursuing me, and bringing Christian people into my life that would that I could relate to, younger people, people that I could actually relate to, um, really put me on that search. Mm-hmm. And um, I started really looking inward. And one of the things that I really realized was the more I was gaining, first of all, nothing was ever enough. My identity was completely wrapped up into what I had. 
or didn't have. What um, what show I got, if I was cast, if I wasn't, the rejection was hitting me hard, even though I was working and I was successful at what I was doing. I was living in my dream at the time, but I was never satisfied. And that's because of brokenness. There was things that were not healed in my life. Right. Um, it was a wrong mindset. You're constantly consumed with yourself. That is not what God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and if those things were to crumble, I would have crumbled because my foundation certainly wasn't on God. It was in what I had or didn't have. Yeah. Wow. You know, that brings out a really good point because, you know, like I mentioned before, your gifts and talents, God placed those in you. Uh, but even though you weren't serving him, you ended up in this place. So it's almost like the enemy came in right away to feed you those same lies that he feeds every young woman. But I think in the entertainment industry, because the pressure to be you know, to, to look a certain way and to act a certain way. And you're always on that uh, microscope, if you will. And so you start to look inward so much trying you to do. live up to that. Exactly. And, and part of it is you're looking for approval from others. Mm -hmm. So honestly, it was a blessing. Perhaps it was the devil, <laughs> you know, luring and, and giving me the wrong messages, but it turned out to be the greatest blessing. That's right. So that's right. The right. Lord takes all of our stuff, yeah. the good, the bad, the ugly. And I think had you not had that exposure to the industry to see behind the scenes of just how dark it can be with the partying and the uh, shallow relationships and the, all of the behind the scenes stuff, those things opened your eyes to recognize there's got to be more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I had been on a journey. I, you know, I was like, I was raised Catholic and I Thank even you. went to Catholic school at some times. And, and, you know, so I had a foundation and I believed in God, but I didn't have a relationship with him. Right. And that's really, truly what made it different. And I say, you know, God knows the right people to send to, to us and meet us right where we are. So a lot of people, they all played a part in my life that were planting seeds that mm -hmm. finally, when my contract was up, I didn't resign. And I took a break and I went home to my dad. He was in New Jersey at the time. And, um, you know, through a phone call, once again, watching an actress on uh, Christian Broadcast Network, CBN, it was like two o'clock in the morning and I couldn't sleep and I'm flipping the channels and uh, here's this actress and I can't remember who this was. I wish I could, but she just, everything she said was resonating with me mm -hmm. and it was bringing back memory of what all these people had already been saying. And I'm like, wow, these people really are confident. They feel so, they seem so assured and who they are, who God is and how, who he is in their lives. And I really wanted that. I wanted that. And so that led me to a phone call that night. I kept calling CBN, CBN, I couldn't get through. So I was probably an hour into it. And I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna try one more time. Mm -hmm. And the telephone rang. And uh, sure enough, I was very nervous. I didn't know what to say, but the guy on the other uh, line of the phone, he knew exactly what to say. And uh, he got me to a point that I started sharing um, what led me to that phone call, some details about my life, um, how I was feeling that I have everything I think I ever wanted. And I couldn't understand why I was at this place. And um, at the end of the call, he asked me if I'd like to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior and invite him into my heart. And I did. Weeping right there on the telephone, um, 
I became a born again Christian, but God used many people before him that right. set me up to a place to be able to receive that. I was ready. Amen. Amen. I love that. What a beautiful testimony of God's goodness, how he lured you in, how he pursued you and was oh. planting all of those seeds and people were coming around and watering them. And then Shazam one night, you're like, okay, Lord, this, I, I am ready. And that's, I think that's how we get, we get to the end of ourselves and we don't know what is next. And, you know, and at that point, we truly can open up our hearts and receive his love and his mercy and his kindness. And I'm so grateful Amen. that you kept trying to call. <laughs> of course, he would have got you later. And, 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 I have and, and he allowed the phone to ring. Yeah. But I have I mean, may I share a scripture if it's all yes. right? Yes, yes, go ahead. Life-changing scripture for me at yes. the time because it completely, it completely changed my thought pattern which is this, I wrote an article, as I mentioned, it's called Don't Take the Bait. This is the Voice of Truth magazine. By the way, if I may mention, this is um, um, a global, we are reaching globally. This is from Women World Leaders and it's a free magazine. So if anyone would love a copy, we are reaching women and men. I'll sign up for this. It's beautiful. It costs nothing. There are wonderful stories and testimonies inside here. All you have to do is go to womenworldleaders.com or reach out to me. But I wrote this article, as I mentioned, Don't Take the Bait, which is exactly what we're talking about. And this was the scripture that the Lord had given me at the time, because after I did come to the Lord, I was so hungry. As I said, I wanted to learn everything I could about him. I was reading the Bible for the first time, asking questions, um, just trying to understand scripture. But this is what God said to me then. Uh, this comes from Philippians 2, 3, 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others. Yes. Above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. Amen. That was huge because, as I mentioned earlier, we were all looking for our own success. How would something be of a benefit to us? It wasn't about helping someone else to achieve their goals right. or encouraging someone else or pouring into them. And so that really, really penetrated my heart, that scripture. And it really changed my mindset. And it's very freeing because, well, we're going to go into the book in a minute, but I learned on my journey how to claim freedom in Christ because the truth of the word, the scripture tells us the truth will set you free. And so it was a journey that I started going on with a new mindset, with a complete heart change that was setting me free. Amen. And healing the brokenness at the same time. Oh, Tina, I'm so glad you shared that because, uh, and I just want to go back a little bit to your salvation experience with CBN. I have several friends that work for CBN. So if y'all are watching this, I want you guys to be encouraged that there are people out there waiting to talk to you and that you're being used by God. And I love that because so many people, uh, a lot of times they look at Christian media and they don't understand how powerful it really is. And, uh, yeah. It yeah. is very, very, it is, you know, the gospel does not change, but the avenue of getting people to it does. So what we're doing here today is having this conversation is bringing glory to God about your testimony and how good God was to, to pursue you like that. And I love that. And then onto the magazine, I want you guys to make sure, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes as well, where you can get that magazine because this is valuable, very valuable. And Tina is a very accomplished author. She is also a contributing writer uh, in a book that is, is very, 
and powerful. I, I, I don't have it yet. I'm going to get it. But it's called Victories Claiming uh, Freedom in Christ. And you guys know freedom in Christ. That's my that's my uh, swag. That's my favorite thing to talk about. I am passionate about seeing the captive set free. And so, Tina, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, this is it. If you can see it, I know there's a little bit of a glare coming in, but it is called Victories Claiming Freedom in Christ. And um, this is from Women World Leaders, published from Women World Leaders. And a few of us authors have come together to collaborate, collaborate to write some of our testimonies or what God has shared. Honestly, it is a testimony of something that God brought to um, delivered us from, brought freedom in an area that we might have needed hope and encouragement in our lives. So I share one of my stories in that book, but there's so many wonderful stories in this book that just bring hope, inspire, healing stories, just hearing what God has done in each and every one of these women's lives is just incredible. And you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Well, hearing the word of God comes through hearing, comes through reading, comes through spending time with him. And so it's been such an encouragement to me to read the other stories in this book as well. And this can also be um, purchased um, at womenworldleaders.com. And again, the Voice of Truth magazine is completely free and we are reaching people globally. So I agree with you, Maggie. I know so many books and so many things as I was maturing in the Lord. And I've been walking with the Lord now since 18, 1986, 1886. <laughs> I, think I, I think I want to do a period piece and that's been on my mind. Excuse me, girl, your face cream is working. <laughs> But since 19, I do want to do a period piece, but since 1986, and you know, it's a journey, nothing go, comes easy. It doesn't mean that, you know, your life is completely going to be a bed of roses, but God has been with me every step of the way because he's faithful. He will never leave us. He will never um, forsake us. And we're always moving from glory to glory. So if we allow ourselves to learn um, from our experiences, our mistakes or what have you, we are growing in this journey. And so there's so many wonderful stories and things that now I look back and I say, geez, even the areas, you know, so many areas of pain, they really truly do have purpose and God uses it to give back. Um, and so it's truly been a blessing to be able to do that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, what the enemy means for harm, God always turns around for good. And there are a lot of people that enter into the entertainment industry, end up in Hollywood, and they don't make it out to find the Lord. And they they just spend years of torment. And even you don't even have to be in the entertainment industry for that. The, the enemy will come in and try to hijack our That's life. Right at a young age. And he That's starts right. to feed us these lies of, I don't measure up. I'm not pretty enough. I need more of this. I have several young women that I minister to and their mothers as well as grown women who have these big gashes in them, where as a young child, they were told you're not pretty enough. I used to have this issue with my ears and I love my ears. They're big and they come out, but I, I love them because they're part of my character. Yes. But, yes. but you know, when I was young, I would hear those lies. And, you know, when women, and not to be too graphic here, but when women would talk about getting boob jobs, I was like, just, I want an ear job in my ears back, you know, I don't want them to show, but we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God makes us, he doesn't make any junk and he makes us just the way we are. And, but the world puts that pressure. Amen. But Tina has turned around and defied all of those things by saying, God, I am who you say I am. 
I will walk in the truth of, of your word and your truth. And it's such a beautiful thing. And now you're being able to encourage others through your writings, through your speaking and through your school. But for those of you watching this on Creative Motion, I just want to point out to you, I did put on the screen because you don't have show notes on TV. So it's womenworldleaders.com and you can go on there and find the Voice of Truth magazine. I also encourage you to purchase this book because there's going to be stories in there that you resonate with, not only Tina's, but others that will help uh, encourage you. You can also find it on Tina's website, uh, which is tinagallo.com. And on that, you can find out a whole bunch more information about her. But I'd like to talk now, Tina, a little bit about what God is doing. And I, because I am very passionate about equipping the next generation, equipping those that are called into an area uh, of your level of expertise, because you, you continued on. You went back into the entertainment industry. And yeah, I've seen you in some things and you're a tremendous, amazing actress. But your countenance now as a, a strong biblical Christian woman out there is such a just a beautiful thing and i want to thank you for using the gifts and talents that god gave you to glorify him and all you do but now you're helping others which led to you starting a school so let's talk a little bit about the nashville method um school that you started because i think that there are people out there that might be watching this going i would love to get into the entertainment industry i would love to do commercials. I would love to do this. And they just don't know what all it takes. And you are equipping them. So let's talk about the school. Oh, well, thank you for that. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Uh, it's called the Nashville Studio of Methods. That's it. That's it. And how I came up with that name is when I came to when in New York, you know, that method acting, um, everyone knew the schools that I went to. Like I said, they were very popular. But when I came out to Nashville, um, I started, and it came back into the industry, I started hearing a lot of myths about method acting, misconceptions, wrong beliefs. And I was thinking, where, where did this come from? So I asked someone one day, um, you know, certain questions based on what they were saying that were myths about, you know, becoming the character, losing yourself, flipping out different stereotypes of mindsets that were about this. And I never heard this stuff before. Um, and so I said, well, you know, I started prying and asking questions and I realized they didn't have an answer. It wasn't what we were really taught. And I thought, hmm, well, I have such a heart and I want to keep the legacy not that they don't do a great job on their own, but in other areas, I felt very, um, you know, like a family member. I spent so many years, 10 years training, and I thought I needed to put a little bit of a damper to this. And being that I trained personally and it wasn't going through other trainers, I knew that I had a wealth of value, um, a wealth of information um, and a lot of experience to share. And so I decided to open up the Nashville Studio of Method Acting and um, I was probably operating about a year until COVID hit. And then once that hit, the school had to close and I was also hit by the tornado. So it was one thing after another in that month. Um, when the school physically closed down due to the pandemic, God opened up another way. And so now I've been teaching online for about two years. And the beauty of that, we never know what God is going to do. I always say activity breeds activity. Just say yes, take one step at a time. And so now he has brought in students that I could never have 
been able to work with from all over as far as Canada um, that really hone the craft. Uh, we come together, we're like family, but most everyone in my classes, and I never advertise this, are they're wanting to do faith-based Christian films. They have a heart for God. We pray together, we come together, support one another, encourage one another. I get, I learn something new all the time. I have two classes going a week and it has just been, they are really wonderful actors. They're working actors. They're professional. Um, but I do have people at all levels and I have children right in with my adult classes and they're serious actors working the craft. But as I said, everyone in these classes love the Lord. I would never have dreamed this. And so it is an opportunity to give back, but it's been such a blessing. It, to me, it's ministry. I get to talk about the craft. I keep it very authentic. It's the real deal. But at the same time, it's such a ministry. And it's been one of the greatest blessings in my life, to be honest. I love each and every one of my students. We're getting ready, actually, to start the next six weeks, starting awesome. next week. And I do have a couple of spots, slots uh, left right now. I think I've got two in each class, um, which is Thursdays and Saturdays. Um, so if anyone wants to hop on, they would have to reach out to me and I'd love to talk to them. And they can find that on tinagallo.com, correct? Yeah, um, just reach out to me via Facebook, however, uh, but tinagallo.com, absolutely. Uh, Facebook Messenger, if you just want to connect. And I always like to do a little, you know, uh, conversation via telephone first and find okay. out what their goals are, their hopes and desires to make sure that I'm a good fit for them and vice versa. Um, and that makes you a great coach by preparing them uh, for the experience and so forth. I normally keep the broadcast very evergreen and I don't put a lot of comments up in here, but I have to put this one up here. Richard says Tina Gallo is a great acting coach who learned from the greatest instructors. So shout out. Thank you, Richard, for that sweet comment. I couldn't couldn't resist not putting that one up there for people. Thank you. Well, he's a fabulous him. actress. He is one of my students. What a fabulous actress. Thank you for that. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Richard. I yes, yeah. Because it's important that people see that. And I know I have seen you in some stuff. I'll tell you, I have to, during the pandemic, <clears throat> there was so much going on. We all needed some stuff to make us laugh. And you and Candace Kirkpatrick did that film, Kathy with the K. <laughs> I love Candace. Candace is such a dear friend of mine. Actually, I can't go into any detail right now, but we are putting something else together. Uh, we're working on a feature film, and I, the two of us are, are, are linked together in this. So we're in pre-production right now. Um, but yes, that was actually during the pandemic. And we were just like, wow, we need a laugh or something here. And for me personally, in one month, the tornado hit, COVID hit, my business closed, and my car was stolen, stolen off a mechanic's lot, lot all in that one month. Um, so we just, and I was displaced from my home. But once I came back and we were talking one day and we were just kind of both missing out on just, you know, being able to perform because Candace is a wonderful actress. She's yes. wonderful. She's also Stanislavski trained. I was going to say, I knew myself. that because I introduced her one time and totally butchered the name of that school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and so that's what method is, you know, Lee Strasberg's really considered method because of relaxation technique and emotional and effective memory, but it all falls under. They all are. It, it is Stanislavski's system, but Candace is just a gem. She's a very dear friend of mine. She has such yes. a heart for God. She's yes. beautiful inside 
Biden out. And she always takes the opportunity to share her testimony as well. If the door opens and someone gives her the opportunity, Candace is all in. Um, But we are working on something. But that's how that came together. And then a little team joined us. There was like four of us doing this. And uh, it's one, you know, it's amazing. It's been in film festivals and it's winning awards and it's being accepted. And so we just had fun with that. It was just a fun time uh, to come together and people seem to enjoy it. So we're grateful for that. Oh, it's very, very funny. And when she said it to me that day, it was like at the right time. Candace always turns me on to the best thing. She she really does. She's such a good friend. And I just echo every, Candace, if you're watching this, I echo everything Tina said. We love you, girlfriend. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and actually, she's the one that mentioned you to me originally. And she's like, you have to meet my friend Tina. And I said, Aww. I will. I will find Aww. her on Facebook. And now here we are having our chat. And so I absolutely love it. Um, I'll tell you, Tina, the the value in having a quality coach, because because I am a coach, I understand it. I have a coach. And it's kind of like we need people to pour into us as we learn so that we can go forward, do what we're called to do, and then impact others. So what you're creating in your coaching classes is not only uh, outstanding actors and actresses with great skills and techniques, but you're imparting to them the wisdom that you've gained over the years in the industry, as well as creating an atmosphere that is safe for them to grow. And that's beautiful, 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 because the Christian film industry or the Christian media industry period will really begin to take off. I see it. I just see it by the spirit. Things are coming out. There's so much good quality things out there. So when people tell me, you know, and I know years ago, there used to be a little bit of a, I don't know, people you say, oh, Christian films are so cheesy. No, they're not. I don't care how poor the quality is. I've watched them all. I am a huge advocate for Christian media because of what you said a while ago. You gave your life to the Lord watching CBN. Yeah. Well, and we all need mentorship. I mean, yes. I'm so grateful for the mentors in my life. I mean, isn't that really what it's all about is giving mm-hmm. back? I mean, who wants to hold it all in? That's right. <laughs> you know, why not share and pour back? And it's such a blessing when someone is benefiting from it. But I mean, I would never be to the place that I'm at right now. I'm just so grateful to even still be here and have these opportunities. But the mentors in my life and the women that God has brought into my life, um, you know, we all need one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to fellowship together. So it truly is a blessing. And, you know, and I don't only do faith-based and Christian, I I should say, but it has to have a good message. That's right. Um, So I'm very selective about what I do because my heart and my identity is not in that. And thank God for that. I've been set free from that. Um, but, you know, it, it, it has to have a good message, something that I believe yes. in. Um, and same with my actors in my in my school. You know, they, they're very selective as well, but they're not just exclusive. But I agree with you. It's about the message. However, the quality and faith-based and Christian films have... Uh, we've come a very long way and I'm so proud to be a part of it. And not even just the actors, I'm looking at the producers, the directors, you know, the material, um, the screenplays. I get a lot of scripts sent to me. I mean, I'm just loving the heart behind everyone that's working in the industry. Um, And people are just linking together and helping one another. And that's very different than Hollywood um, because it's not about, again, your own gain. Um, And so it's been just, wonderful to see that side of it um, and to be a part of this. But it's not, you know, the actors help tell the story, but it's teamwork. Everyone involved from the script to the heart of the writer, to the director, to everyone. And um, 
they're all a blessing. And I, you know, I just love seeing some of the products, um, um, projects that are coming out now. There's um, a bunch. Yeah, there is. And, and some of them really are touching, you know, the souls of people. And what I'm loving about this too, is it's not just, um, you know, a lot of times it's great to come on and it's great to give your testimony, but, you know, sometimes we're always speaking to our own brothers and sisters in the Lord, right. but, you know, we have to reach the world. Yes. Um, like people poured into me or I would have never come to God, yes. you know? So, you know, a lot of these movies, because of the messages now, I find that are really reaching people um, from all areas of life and um, whether they're Christian or non-Christian and they're speaking life to people or planting seeds. So truly that's the heart of the mission. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And there, and I agree with you on the topics. We, we are very selective about what we view just because we're careful what we allow in our eye gates. But there are several films that are not Christian films that have a message of hope, a message of healing and things like that. And I just I really commend all those. I had no idea, Tina, how much went into all this because until Christian women and media, because I broadcast and I have a podcast and a speaker and things like that, I didn't realize what really the entertainment industry was like until I started interviewing people in it. And, you know, I've interviewed a couple of producers and things like that. And I realized that it is such an undertaking. I mean, people look at films and they think, oh, you know, they do not realize that right down to, you know, the, the pre-production and all the, you know, all the different pieces that have to line up, all the team working together. Yeah. And so it's just such a beautiful thing. And I think you're right. I think it represents the family of God all coming together for one focus goal to Jesus yeah. to be glorified, even in the non-Christian films, because whenever we show up, the Holy Spirit in us is alive and working through us to touch yeah. lives. So it's absolutely. You're absolutely right. And, you know, I want to encourage everyone, too, because when I came back into the industry, it's probably only about four, four and a half years ago, I think. Um, but I thought I was going to step into it and it was going to just be easy flying on what I've done in the past, but it hasn't been. But I know that God called me back to it. And in my mind, it was just to be acting. However, he's opened up speaking engagements, writing, pouring back in the school. You know, like I said, activity breeds activity. But I want yeah. to encourage everyone, you know, I want to read the scripture first and then I'll elaborate on it. Um, but it is, and I'm sure everyone, at least as a believer, knows this scripture, but Jeremiah 29, 11, right? It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a, a hope and a future. But, you know, he also tells us that he'll give us the desires of our heart. Well, I truly believe God is the one that plants the desire in our heart right. anyway. I believe that. And you have to learn to be patient. And if we truly believe that, and I truly believe that then. So when something doesn't happen, we, we have to realize, and I started struggling with this, the old mindset came back because things weren't happening, happening at my pace, the way that I thought it should. And God was opening up other doors, but he was also training me once again. And everything became a learn, it became a learning experience for me. But we have to be patient. We have to fully trust God that things will happen in his timing. And what is meant to be will happen. What is not meant to be shouldn't. And we have to become content in that and take one day at a time. And what the Lord showed me is flourish right where I plant you in this moment. 
And then I'll move you to where I need to move you. And so it's not been easy. And, and that I, I want to encourage anyone, whether you're a writer, whether you're a producer, you know, since we're talking entertainment industry, but anyone, if you're a young mom, right. you know, you're Absolutely. a corporate worker and you're not moving as quickly as that you hope and thought you would just sit back and rest in God. Grow mm -hmm. in the moment and flourish where you're planted in that moment and watch what God will do. And I'll tell you, I had to start thinking about how I was thinking because it was starting to affect me because my old Hollywood mindset was coming back in. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I thank God, you know, I know who I am in Christ, which is I stand and walk in righteousness with him. But it was able I was able to bring myself and get myself centered back in mm -hmm. him. So, you know what? This is all garbage. I don't need this. I, I, you know, where you want me, how, when you want me there, that's when I'm open and I'll walk into those doors. And so I just trust him fully in that. And I say the same for anyone in this business. Please don't compare yourself to anyone else. Amen. It's detrimental. It's dangerous. You will begin to feel that you are lack of, and God says it right here, that he knows the plans he has for each and every one of us. Rest in that. And yes. what it's meant to be will be, as long as we're flourishing where we are and we're looking up and we're trusting God in it. Wow. Tina, that is absolutely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I just want to encourage you guys to make sure you go to her website and go find her on social media as well on all the different platforms and follow her. And she's right. Trusting God is trusting his timing and not allowing the old mindsets. And it's interesting, you know, when Jesus was in the wilderness, the enemy, you know, he left to come back at a more opportune time. And it's like with you, the mindset thing was a more opportune time. It was an area where before you could be led astray with the lies that I need to do this. or what about this? And try to work your way into something. And now you've got the peace that passes all understanding of knowing that God has gone before you. He's opening the doors that no man can close and closing the doors that no man can open and rest assuring in that, regardless of what you're doing, is going to take the pressure off of you all. So, Tina, oh, my gosh, you and I could go on for hours. I know we could. Yeah. Because I absolutely love your heart and what God has done. And it's such an encouragement to me. And I know it is to the viewers. But if you could leave the audience with a key, and I feel like you've already gave us a whole key. <laughs> some great scriptures and some words of encouragement. But if you could leave the audience with a key, what would that key be? Well, and I'm going to piggy bank real quickly on what you just said. Sure. Um, and, the, and when you're not consumed with others' approval and, and, and everything that you just said, you don't miss the moment of being a blessing to someone else. Mm -hmm. And as we're being a blessing to someone else, encouraging someone else, helping someone else rise up to where God Amen. may be positioning them, God doesn't leave us hanging. Yes. And it's so rewarding to give back. It's so rewarding to impart into other people's lives and trust God, he's gonna take care of you too. Um, but since we're talking industry, you know, I guess what I would leave the audience with is just, my favorite scripture is what I'll leave you with is Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Mm -hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in everything and he will direct your path. Yeah. Sit back, relax, flourish where your planet. Keep your eyes open on how you can be a blessing to someone else. It's always about someone else. Whatever God has walked you through, whatever you have walked through on your journey, it's never just about us. We are to grow and learn, but give back and be available to do so. Don't worry about your own gain. It's not about us. God will take care of us. I say this, God always forecast 
and then fulfills. He will fulfill the plan he has in your life. In Habakkuk 2, right, it tells us to write down the vision. Though it may tarry, it will surely come to pass. So if he forecasts this and put these dreams in our hearts, even though it may be difficult and it may be seeming challenging at the time, just trust. He forecasts, he fulfills. Let our minds be on how we can be a blessing and he'll take care of the rest. Wow. You guys heard it right here on Keys to Your Best Life. Tina, that was absolutely beautiful. And what great advice that we all get caught up in that trap. And when we recognize it quickly and when we take our eyes off of our circumstances and place it onto the Lord, then he brings those people because we are lifting him up. And as we lift him up, then he's going to bring people for us to impart into what a beautiful thing. And listen, you guys, I want you, if you're looking for an acting coach, this is your girl. You need to go uh, sign up. She's got a class that's getting ready to open a couple of them. Uh, did you say Thursdays and Saturdays they meet via online? Uh, yes, we meet Thursday afternoon starting 1230 Central Time. We go okay. about three hours and then we meet Saturday mornings at 1030 and we usually go about three hours. Excellent. If I can Excellent. manage to keep it at two, I do. But I'm going to be honest with you. It's very rarely happened. We really do the work in these classes. That's it's awesome. Better. So you guys are even getting an extra added bonus with that, okay? <laughs> of extra time uh, getting that. And also, I encourage you to make sure that you go sign up uh, to get the, uh, go to the womenworldleaders.com and sign up for the Voice of Truth magazine. Because in a world that is filling us with all kinds of stuff. We need the voice of truth. And I love that. And also you can get the book uh, on Tina's website under the author portion of her page. You can sign up for her stuff, find her on social media. Tina, I just want to thank you for taking the time Aww. to hang out with me today. This has been so fun. It absolutely has. Thank you for inviting me. I love your heart. I love your spirit. And I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. Oh, it's just such a blessing to be with you, sister. And that's what it's all about. We do better together. So God Amen. bless you guys. We will see you here next time on Keys to Your Best Life. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.